Sergi is learning how to pop open a bottle all over again. Man. Just popping bottles here, dude. Dude, that thing doesn't work, man. Whoa, whoa. Welcome to another episode of <laughs> Mirror oh, Coffee Roaster Warm Up Session. Topo Late Chico's night going, edition. Topo Chico's topos. going a little wild here. Sure. Um, I don't know why. I, I don't ever, I don't, can never understand when it's going to go super fuzzy and big and nuts it's always so unpredictable it's so. science shake it up i reckon it's like a sixth grade science experiment did you do the vol- volcanoes thing in sixth grade who is know. your sixth grade teacher can you give a shout out to your sixth grade teacher i don't know that's, that's a good remember. question um i honestly i think teachers are underrated Dude, like, underrated so i'm i'm so actually so hyped about like teachers or like high school like uh like sports coaches mm. i think they're so legit they're yeah. so lame most of the time like they're like the most average people like they're not yeah. anybody special but i mean jason jorgensen was very special with the exception yeah shout out jason jorgensen <clears throat> um yeah. but usually they're like such average people but they do like such cool stuff you yeah, know yeah. like in your in your mind i think you're like man those people are cool Man. So I was thinking, like, that brings up an idea. It's like, why do you, like, we have sports and coaches, like we're talking about right now, influence lives so much. Mm-hmm. Do they have, like, business stuff or, like, entrepreneur stuff for kids, students, like, like business coaches for, like, lemonade stands? Dude. Is that a thing? Like, I haven't heard of it. You know, in the <clears throat> terrible education system that we have, it's definitely not a thing. Dude. I don't get why they, I don't get why you, Kids don't learn about taxes in sixth grade. I took uh, like what about budgeting? I don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I I took a class. No way. Yeah. Oh, now I don't remember that teacher's name. I can see her in high school. In high school. Well, in in high school, applied math. Oh. Because I didn't want to go to pre-calc. Okay. Applied applied math is much different though. Yeah. That's like a knockoff. It is. (laughs) It's like. (laughs) But it kind of talked me me and Andre (laughs) Pilat. Oh, good yeah. times. Alrighty. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm Sessions podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is a late evening <sighs> here in the Pacific Northwest as we're recording this podcast. Uh, we're trying to bust out two of them. I don't know if it's going to work. Um, so let's pour some batchy. Try not to get or Dude, why am I doing this? I uh, know, right? This I feel, I feel weird. I'm like, this is against protocol, standard protocol here. Sergi usually pours the... The batch brew. Um, hopefully, it's hot still. Where do you got it on the nose? Wow. On the nose, it almost smells like green fruit, almost like grape. But um, I'm getting slight berry on the nose. Mm-hmm. Bright. Mm-hmm. Bright for sure. And the taste I'm getting a classic like mm-hmm. that almost like that bourbon tartness. That's what I was gonna say. That's a lot of the times when I have bourbons, I get the color green. Like a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah. It's like tart. Uh kinda reminds me almost like of like an SL twenty eight or like a Kenyan. I think SL twenty eights have a little more berry. It's a different, like Dude, the tart. I don't know about, I don't know about berry, but I'll, I'll say the tartness is more like a, not a grape. Grapes are tart. Would you say grapes are tart? Um, 
don't know. Do I don't really grapes, think not about red them. grapes. That's tart. I don't think no? about them. Juicy and tart. No. <clears throat> um, I th- when I think of a tart, I'm thinking of uh, what's the what's the flavor note you always like to apart from grilled pineapple? What's the flavor note you like to call? What's that berry? Little berry, not gooseberry. It's, it's the gooseberry. Dude, gooseberry is tart. The but gooseberry I'm not is tart. About gooseberry. Uh, not huckleberry. Not cranberry. Um, I like the gooseberry. Gooseberries. No. The current. 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 That's what. That's yeah. 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 Current's tart. Current's um, very tart. Yeah. Um, this isn't current. No. 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 I think it's one. I gotta say, I, got, I dialed the brew. Like nailed it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. Would, honestly would not change anything about this brew. Um, tastes like a like a very classic bourbon. Green apple washed. Um, I think it's a little more. It's a little more leaning. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know anything about this coffee apart from who was roasted by the country of origin and varietal. I don't know. Like, I guess that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know entire, anything. That's yeah, that's your entire, I know everything about you, the coffee. You can pretty but, much know everything, but yeah. the very biased, yeah. you know, flavor, flavor notes. notes that yeah. somebody put the on roaster. The back, so, yeah. um, uh, this is uh, some Tembra coffees, um, Columbia Pink Bourbon. Where's the bag? Mm. Um, let me let me read what's on there. Um, so we ended up picking up a few. I, I ended up picking up a few bags. Um, in Ethiopia, this Colombia, and I geisha. Um, yeah, pink bourbon geisha. I guess there's not much more. There was a card on it, right? From, no? No. Um, from Devier Galindez. So, yeah. Um, tastes very bourbony. <laughs> <laughs> tastes very bourbony. 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 Um, <laughs> Mark with the new terms. Dude. <laughs> That was great. I just imagine imagine doing your burska being like this <laughs> <laughs> has this is like a very bony mouthfeel. <laughs> They're like judges are like, what the hell? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> oh man, that's great. Just the shock, the jaw drop on your face. <laughs> You're like, you would be right. So yeah, Me- um, it's it's a solid coffee. Um. I would say, you know, I think this is a hair too light for me personally. Mm. But that being said, even though it's a hair too light, I wouldn't say I'm picking up like anything like. And I'm sorry, mm. Kyle, I don't mean to take apart <laughs> your roast here. Um, but it's also not it's not like corny. <laughs> these 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 descriptors yeah. you know it's not like some yeah. people you know go so light or so underdeveloped that it just tastes like hay, hey, yeah, it, hey yeah i don't think it tastes no, it like doesn't. hay Mm-mm. so it's definitely on the lighter side um very much so light it still has again that like bourbon tart um bright flavor profile um yeah so is this roasted on 1009 yeah Oh, it's kind of fresh. It's still it's still kind of fresh for yeah. sure. I mean, twenty days almost. Yeah, yeah. So it uh, needs a little bit more, which is perfect. I'll come back from my trip and finish that there thing off. Um, so yeah, any thoughts? No, it's it's cool. <laughs> I, I'm I am I, I I like this coffee a lot. Uh, just from just from having that sip and like tasting that brightness of it. Like sometimes I like a coffee like that. Again, I would kind of lean with you i don't mm-hmm. always prefer a coffee this light mm-hmm. um even though i like lighter roasted coffees i like fruity coffees sure. i like complex coffees um <clears throat> but this is a tinge of 
too much brightness for me. Yeah. 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 And again, like these are like, this is like roaster talk for very minuscule, you know, like complete preference bias. Yeah. Yeah. This is purely preference. And also like, we're not saying like we need a dark roast or anything, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, but really awesome. Um, I'm pumped. We had Kyle on the podcast. Yeah. Kyle is doing some freaking sweet things. Um, we're super jealous. He's now roasting on a loring, which is freaking legit. Um, so I'm digging this. Yeah. Right now. Yep. It's tasty. Yeah. It's solid. So, um, Stoke will hopefully brew his geisha mm-hmm. also. And mm-hmm. we just cupped his geisha. And uh, I don't want to give up too much because I want to taste it on the batch on the pod. Yeah. But, <clears throat> Kyle, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that, 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 that's fun. Yeah. So, it's the, it's the Nestor Lasso geisha. But we'll mm-hmm. get there on another episode. But anyways, this episode of the Coffee or Store Warm Sessions podcast... Friends, we're just doing a little Q and A. Um, Q and A's are fun. I like Q and A's. Serge, do you like Q and A's? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to refer to them as uh, Q and R's, question responses, because they're not always answers. <clears throat> Man, <laughs> I don't like it too. I just oh gosh, I, I I don't know I don't know how that that jives with me. <laughs> okay, it, it rocks with me. Uh, I reckon so. We jumped on, a, this is like a combination of a couple story responses, plus some people jumped on a live that we just did a few days ago. Um, so By the way, that was fun. Yeah, that, that was great. A yeah. um, few questions from Alex Rosas. He gave us two. Um, shout out, Alex. Uh, what a good guy. What a, just, what a lad. Um, what are your dreams for 2024 and what are your greatest fears? Are we broadly speaking here, like coffee roaster? Dreams? I don't know. You're right. It's a very good question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, I'm just going to go with greatest fears because I think that's, I think might be a little easier to answer. Wow. Um, or maybe, I don't know. Maybe Dang. not. That says a lot. No, I'm, I'm going to take that back. Because <clears throat> now that I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if I... Uh, I don't know if there's essentially something that I'm fearing. I mean, what can you be afraid of when you launch a a company during COVID and lockdowns? We've conquered all the major fears. (laughs) JK, friends, JK. Yeah, JK. Trigger warning. Sorry about that. Triggered. Uh, I'm I'm very much so, I think, an optimist. I'm very hopeful about the future, very hopeful um, about a lot of things. And when things do go wrong, I'm, I can maybe get emotional and distraught, but usually there's like this lingering feeling that's just mm-hmm. like, it's going to be fine. Something yeah. in the world. <laughs> like, For you sure. know, you literally like you, you live through things, you live through the ups and downs. Yeah. And so I don't know if I have like a straight up, uh, greatest fear. I used to be afraid of spiders. I'll tell you that yeah. big, um, Still am. There's some creepy crawlers in in the vents in my bedroom. Probably, Ooh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. That that's giving me the sheebie-jeebies. But <laughs> but I'll tell you yeah. guys a, a short little story. When I spent a month in India, you guys, I kid you not, I saw a spider the size of my hand. <laughs> and before that, I used to be terrified of spiders in the yeah. PNW. But after I saw the spider the mm. size of my hand, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. hairs on it, mm. and he's fast, fast, <laughs> and it took four guys. To kill him, to to actually, I don't even know if we even killed him. It was four guys with a broom. 
<laughs> With the trying to get him, and he, dude, that thing was freaking fast, dude. That I mean, if you have eight legs, you better be running fast. I mean, fair imagine enough, if fair you, like with two legs, imagine you're doing like a five minute mile with eight <laughs> legs. You better be doing a one minute mile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Dude, so, exponential. Quickness. But I, I'll tell you that that was traumatizing. I came back. Dude. You don't like spiders. I, I mean, they're not a, they're not as scary anymore for me I mean, after after enough. such an experience. So fair enough. That's similar to like driving in foreign countries. It's like. After a while, you you're like, who cares? Like you swerve in and out of the road. Like all of a sudden, you end up in another lane. You're like, it's totally fine. Um, no, I, I think uh, 2024. I mean, one a fear going into 2024, and then also a dream. I think uh, it's. I mean, I, I don't. We don't. We don't have to take this this way, but like it's another election year. <clears throat> So that that's one thing that is on the horizon that I'm not looking forward to. Yes. But also, I, I kind of like those things. I like to dabble in things outside of coffee. Uh, just things, human things, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is, of course, like just the economy right now is not looking the brightest. Mm-hmm. Um, we, You and I always talk about, you know, what does it look like to own a home, to buy a home? Um, those sure. numbers are not looking nice right now. Um, so that that's one thing. It's like, okay, how is this going to recover? What What is it going to look like? Just the questions that don't really have much answers to right yeah. now. Um, but that's kind of a loose fear, right? It, like at the end of the day, I can keep renting a house and that doesn't really change my life that much yeah. um, to a degree, but it's a valid one. Yeah, I think I would agree. Um, my mind w- went... The first thing that my mind went to, again, it's not much of a, like, I'm terrified. It's more mm-hmm. of like a concern that I, I have a, I have a genuine concern for, um, you know, the first world country that we live in and some of the things that are happening and some of the things that I'm mm-hmm. noticing that I, I don't think they're necessarily, I mean, some of it is mainstream and some of this is not where I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm actually concerned for how we deal with things and culturally yeah. where we're at and mm-hmm. um the implic the long-term implications of that mm-hmm. um so yeah. Yeah. you know yeah <clears throat> and but, you know I, yeah. I give the occasional roman empire thought <clears throat> and that can be concerning as well all roads lead to rome or uh, just thinking about the roman empire and processing <laughs> and making sure that you know once we don't week, repeat least. the same mistakes. Yeah. That's a fear. Um, now, and then I think one of the dreams for 2024, I'd like to go to Origin three times. It's a Damn. big dream. That's, that's, uh, yeah, I didn't get big. to go to Guatemala last year. Yeah. I'd like to go visit Jorge Mendez. Um, I'm, uh, definitely Taylor and I keep talking about the idea of me coming back yearly. So that would be nice if possible. It, it was a, a pricey trip this yeah. year. Um, and then, of course, we want to visit our friends in Colombia. Sure. Um, we have a lot of friends in Colombia who like to visit them and connect with some of our uh, producers there and importing companies that we work with. So that would be super dope. But we'll see how all that works out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all yet to be determined. Um, so just just a little dream out there. And I think uh, competition season might get very fun this year in right. 2024. So that's something I'm looking forward to um, kind of dreaming about right now. Yeah, but growing, staying healthy. Mm-hmm. all that good stuff so um yeah um question from jeffrey says uh, 
when I visit Bellingham, may I be a guest or part of the audience for the podcast? Mm. I mean, yes, for both. I mean, you can do, you can be whatever you want. We'll have you as a guest. We'll have you as an audience. We'll have like an audience of one. Yeah. 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 You can be part of the setup and tear down yeah. crew here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we would love to have you, Jeffrey. Um, if you're ever up here in the Pacific Northwest, please come up to Bellingham. We'd love to have you on the pod. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey has been like an awesome, uh, just one of those handful of people that has went from being like a podcast listener to a coffee drinker of ours. And then like, just like a friend that you keep in touch with and chat Mm -hmm. with, like, um, same with like Alex, like Mm -hmm. honestly went from like connecting through like the coffee podcast and us roasting and then realizing we actually have a lot of mutual friends that overlap and it's like we knew each other, but we didn't. And, um, I, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be fun to have a, like a live studio episode um i mean we're just not that big yet but you know maybe we are i don't know we have a lot of streams um so if we could gather (laughs) if we could gather a bunch of people or if if someone is like man we want to sponsor you and bring you over to our town and do like a uh like a live that something like that would be fun um yeah. there was a one of my favorite podcasts i listened to for years uh did a live uh kind of panel that's one of the word i'm looking like a live panel with a uh studio and the cast and all in a movie theater and i had tickets to go i didn't end up going but i had my tickets to go and that kind of idea kind of excites me i think it's fun i think it would be super cool yeah you know that's pretty hip no i'm a fan i'm a fan fan. yeah um yeah i think um speaking of 2024 and dreams and also including this um i think i'm excited to try new things with mirror that we have never tried before just for the sake of practicing more creativity oh yeah and seeing um trying new things like stuff like that like Mm -hmm. i know we've talked about live events on the pod already Mm -hmm. like i actually want to start something um we've already we're already working towards something really fun that we're going to be doing um here in town uh which will be i think a freaking awesome thing Mm -hmm. um a way to just bring people together around coffee delicious coffee and at a very accessible in a very accessible form factor that's very tight-knit community driven Mm -hmm. um i'm pumped about that so yeah any thoughts on that no, I, you, you know, hinting on that idea, like, yeah, that's something we've talked about a lot. Um, yeah. not only on the pod, like outside of the pod, mm-hmm. it seems to be a reoccurring idea that really inspires us. So to be able to execute and kind of ooze out that inspiration out into the community was going to be like super fun. So I can't wait for it to come together and like yeah. be very practical. Yeah, for sure. So stay tuned. Um, all right. The coffee poppy says, do you think coffee is becoming very hype beast like sneakers? Mm. I certainly do. A laughing, crying emoji. Gosh, that's a touchy subject because I really like <laughs> the sneaker culture and I think the uniqueness and the variety of sneakers that we see being launched, especially stuff like the Travis Scott stuff, like all all of all of the big brands, like I like them, I dig them. Um I don't know if I would buy them just because the hype. Maybe I do. Maybe I'm sucked into the hype. Who knows, right? 
Um, I just think they're really, really cool. And to a degree, it's more of that. I think sneakers can be kind of different uh, to compare, but very similar in the sense that it is more of a collector's piece and then also a fashion choice. But fashion choices are made based on trends and what's cool and what's trending in society right now. That's where I think some coffees, um, folks, including myself, would probably purchase simply because we've heard of a lot of roasting companies buying this coffee. And we've mentioned that before in the pod is how do you do that? How do you process that as a roaster and a roasting company? And then you notice your own buying habits tend to lean towards that. What do you do with that? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yes, maybe it is a little hype beast. But at the end of the day, I think all hype has a degree of validity. So you can't say it's just hype because, you know, just because there's a reason for the hype. For sure. I mean, similar answer, but I would say, yeah, I think it's definitely becoming very hype beast, like sneakers, like 100%. Um, for a handful of reasons and for the good and for the worse, I think to some extent for the worst being that <clears throat> for the worst being that like, yeah, it's becoming <clears throat> in some ways, sorry. Um, in some ways like, uh, you know, in some ways exclusive or clickish or, um, mm-hmm. trendy, you know, it's got, there's got lots of styles and form factors and edges to it. And, um, yeah, it's very, very trendy. Yeah. Um, specific things like whether you want to go as fine as like specific producers or trendy mm-hmm. specific roasting companies or <clears throat> styles of coffee or, you know, which again, I'm not saying that it's necessarily bad. I think there are some, some not so healthy aspects of that. Uh, on the other hand, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, because that tells me that culture is changing, mm-hmm. that hype beast is literally saying that there is a wave of culture that's being attracted to this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we're talking about culture as in this concept of like specialty coffee and delicious coffee, mm-hmm. yes, please. Yeah. I, I mean, I want the most hype about the best producers. I want the most hype about the best roasters. I want the most hype about freaking drinking coffee. Like, yeah. I, I think that's the best thing I think to happen because um, I hope that the this part of the industry grows. We forget that literally. What is it like? We're like ten percent of the industry. Mm-hmm. Specialty mm-hmm. coffee yeah. is like. T- are you guys out. kidding me? Ten percent of the industry. Mm-hmm. Psh, it's nothing. Yeah, I also think <clears throat> the the bad side of things and trying to avoid that bad mm-hmm. side of stuff. I would say just because you're drinking ex-producer or a trending producer or um, someone that's popular doesn't necessarily um, mean that and this might sound childish but that doesn't mean it's just cool like you're yeah. you're not cool for drinking this producer like you you should be drinking the coffee that you like um, in a similar way like I saw something on uh, TikTok or Instagram that kind of like you know kind of got me upset and it was around sneakers like that sneaker con they were asking um, people like, hey, if you found someone that was wearing panda sneakers, like, would you date them? And they were clowning on people who were wearing pandas. And I'm like, okay, like, I get it, but I mm-hmm. also don't agree. Like, yeah, pandas are common. It's a very common sneaker. 
but dude, they're common because they kind of fit with everything and they're very yeah. basic. That doesn't make them bad. Um, mm. It does make them common. That's the reality. Yeah. In the same way, like just be if you love a freaking classic Guatemalan coffee in the morning. Yeah. Dude, that's great. Like keep drinking the Guatemalan. Keep wearing your pandas. Like I have a pair of Air Force Ones and pandas. Like yeah. some of the most basic sneakers you can. And those are the sneakers I buy the most. Why? Because I wear them the most. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not wearing Travis Scotts to work. Like you know that's what fair. I mean? Stuff like that. So and I think I I think in that kind of context, like. Yeah, I would want to see people just drink the coffee that they like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, Emil, I think that's how you pronounce your name, says, can you guys tell us about what you did professionally before getting into coffee? Love the podcast. Thank mm. you. Um, gosh, did a lot. Um, actually, uh, when I, uh, straight out of high school, I mean, going back, like, even before high school and during high school, um, a lot of entrepreneurial stuff, like started to remember that little eBay business. I was selling everything from Atkin bars to snowboards Mm -hmm. to, um, reselling like, uh, overstock stuff. Like I I had a business partner who would supply me with stuff and then we'd split profits, stuff like that. That was like early on. Um, then I went to school, and based on my parents' recommendation, I went into nursing. I was going to be a flight nurse, went to school for that, was working as a, a certified nurse assistant and dropped out of that because I was actually working like three jobs and couldn't keep up with school because mm-hmm. I was decently well on that. Um, but during that time of year, it kind of went on the soul search um, and ended up in as a full-time minister. So I worked for uh, in ministry for about a... A long time, like mm. almost a decade, um, but I think that's what uh, that's what pushed me into coffee is exploring um, how people connect and in mm-hmm. what spaces do we find connection. And literally, I spent a lot of time in different producing countries and noticed that on a producing level, then noticed that in the United States as well. So I kind of merged it into coffee from that job there, and it's been what almost seven years since i've kind of been full-time in coffee similar but not the same uh if you if we really want to go back um middle school high school i used to buy broken ipods and iphones fix them sell them on ebay flip them the flip game was hard yep uh used to jailbreak people's ipods i remember that you know for all you kids out there who grew up and you guys actually had an ipod touch the ipod nano the shuffle the classics there's so much love for you guys freaking yeah i i i like that was a golden Click age. wheel spin wheel <laughs> the Bring sound effects back. like yeah the, the little the hard yeah. tap on in the middle oh, yeah. gold golden age you can only so you can good. fit a remarkable 500 songs on there mm-hmm. unreal unmatched uh yeah that was i i I gel broke things mm-hmm. um, for, you know, for my classmates and did stuff like that. Um, what else did I do? Uh, I used to I used to also flip things, um, just random things. I would find them on Craigslist, buy them, sell them for more, or buy them on eBay for cheap, mm-hmm. and then sell them on Craigslist. So um, a lot of the very you know entrepreneurial stuff. I mean, it's also part of like growing up in an immigrant family when you can't afford a whole lot of things and you have to go figure out how to make money. But I think those things are very beneficial. Um, Ended up having 
like one or two like summer jobs um part-time jobs literally lasted a couple months and then i just decided to go for it and started to try to pave a way for my video work business Mm -hmm. and that took years to grow and became something that i did um i mean i started doing full-time and i'm still still very much so into it and then somewhere in there we started mirror so yeah um that's kind of it yeah (laughs) not super exciting um it's been quite the you know quite the journey yeah yeah for sure thoughts um i i think it's fun to look back at stuff like that because uh, the way I kind of see it is I always see a through line through all of the jobs that I did mm-hmm. that kind of led to the point of, you know, starting Mir and working full t- in coffee full time. Um, because all, all, a lot of the stuff that I did before coffee was similar concept. There was a craft and there's people always attached to it. Um, I basically never did office work. Like never, um, that was just not something I wanted to do. Like I like numbers and I, uh, like, I, I like reading a PNL actually kind of entertains me Mm -hmm. to a degree, but I never was like an accountant and never was a numbers guy. It was more around the idea of how do you grow and create a business? And both you and I did photo stuff for a long time. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it as professionally as you did, but that Mm -hmm. creative side of stuff that brought everything in. All of those things and all of the skills that developed over the years, I'm executing on today in owning Mirror or in working mm-hmm. in coffee full time. And I think that's really cool because then you can see everything as leading up to today and all of those skills were being built up to be able to execute on this project, like this Mirror project. When you have a past like that though, <laughs> it's it's actually really hard. To f- I, I think, I don't know, really hard to find yourself doing stuff like office jobs because I think at least for myself like as far as I remember I'm like nothing was like you know cookie cutter Mm -hmm. neat you show up you do this and then you get a paycheck and Mm -hmm. you're done it was always like you're kind of like always scrambling and trying to figure things out or solve some problems Mm -hmm. and then when you do that long enough especially at a you know at a very early age it just I think it kind of, you just learn things and it becomes part of you. And yeah. yeah. So, alrighty. Um, and then Jordan asks, this is the last one. We'll wrap it up with this. Uh, what do you appreciate more about the other since launching mirror? Mm. <clears throat> we have five minutes. We have to wrap this up. The battery's oh, going to die. Here just soon. making sure the camera. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question. I would say, um, man, I, th- I think watching how you have grown in just understanding business um, has been like pretty, pretty profound, like just be- because it kind of ties into your whole life. You're, you're an entrepreneur and um, you are growing your business as a cinematographer, but seeing how both that and running mirror has, um, 
just literally expanded because of your desire to understand business is way more than anything that I've kind of invested in my life when it comes to understanding business. I pick up stuff here and there, trends. I listen to Gary Vee, mm-hmm. but I don't like dive into these um, elements the way you do. And that's something I don't have. I think one of my biggest fears, and I talked to a mentor of mine before going into coffee, was um, like if I get into running and starting my own business, Am I going to be so consumed by the numbers that I'll lose the thing of it? And like, I know that's a weakness of mine, but that's something that I've seen you execute on because I, I can't like, that's a weakness of mine. Like I Mm -hmm. either go super toxic or I just don't do it at all. Mm -hmm. And watching you execute on it has been pretty powful one for me or, but also in general, like learning and seeing from you and how Mm -hmm. you do that kind of stuff. I think it's pretty dope. Nice. Nice. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, I think, I think my, my weakness that I appreciate about you is your, uh, your, the relational aspects that you have with other people, um, where I'm starting to realize over time where I'm, um, I don't know, maybe this is too broad, but like, I'm like, curl up in a cocoon and (laughs) go hide in a hole and just like research and learn and, and, um, do all the stuff that you just mentioned, but you're so much more relational. You're about, you're so much more better at like understanding people and bringing people together, but also balancing all the different kinds of people and diving into the nooks and crannies of people the way, you know, I might enjoy diving into the business mm. parts of it. Yeah. And that's one thing that I wish I had more of. Um, but I think you do absolutely phenomenal at whether that's, you know, the from narratives as a manager or, um, you know, just amongst people, friends, um, you know, different gatherings and stuff like that, where I'm mm-hmm. like, man, um, that ability to just relate with people, connect with people. Um, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I really wish I had so. And it's extremely valuable. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. That means yeah. a lot. Completely unscripted. So I'm taking that as the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. No, that's I love it. it. Yeah. I love it. That That's a big, that, that hits home pretty deep for me. Because again, like what I mentioned about you is like what you technically th- mentioned about me on just the flip side, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side is because, yeah, like um, you're right. Like I, I love that side of it, but sometimes it worries me that I don't know enough about whether it's the business side or the like what's happening with all the VCs and the fortune mm-hmm. five, like the stuff that you know that I don't have any opportunity or big time knowledge about diving into. Mm-hmm. Like you usually um, know, and I'm like, Oh, that kind of, when I put all the information that you give me in the frame of reference that I process things, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense, but I have to get the information from you, you mm-hmm. know, for sure. I think that's maybe like one of the benefits of having, you know, a business partner in general, um, which in some ways, you know, it's more difficult mm-hmm. and in other ways it's, it's much better. And the fact that even just observing that, I'm just like, Oh, okay. So, um, we're both aware enough to be able to say that's not like there are parts of me that I don't understand, like that I'm just not good at, or m- maybe not good at is not the right word, right. but just yeah. not as invested in yes. as they are. Mm-hmm. And chances are, the reason why we see that in ourselves that we're not as invested in is because we're seeing that in somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you see, you notice something about somebody else, which, you know, to somebody it might feel like a very, um, uh, like an insecure yeah. observation where you're like, um, you know, you know, like you, you, it, it, it can lead to there, but I think yeah. there's, you know, if, if managed correctly, I think there's a lot of value in saying like, oh, I'm starting to notice that, mm-hmm. that I know I just don't have and vice versa. And then realizing like, I think also that that's okay. Yeah. And playing off of those strengths and weaknesses, I think is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know that if one or the other is not there, then I think you're missing out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a lot more gaps. I'm sure there's places where both you and I have a lot of gaps, both similar gaps yeah. in where I think hopefully with time we can bring on people that can fill those holes oh, for us. And that's, yeah. that's the power of, you know, hiring great yeah. talent and skill. But I think from an ownership standpoint, I'm glad that, you know, there are things that we can you know, play off of each other, which, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes can make things challenging in some ways, yeah. but I think overall, I think it's, it's beneficial. Yeah. So yeah, a hundred percent. It's so good. Alrighty folks. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the coffee roaster warm sessions podcast. Um, yeah, that's a wrap. Another Q and a thanks for those who asked some questions. Those were all really solid, fun little questions to ask. This podcast episode is already running a little a hair long, but Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And as we always say, remember, reflect what's good.